In the five years prior to my writing my current book, Manufacturing Mastery, I gave very serious thought to writing one about the supply chain. Why? Because the supply chain wasn't a supply chain. It's not a supply chain now. It's not the same as purchasing. And in the past few years, we found how critical it truly is. Yes, I missed a step when I didn't write that book. But let me share with you a few concepts that are still very important for you to understand today. Hello, my name is Becky Morgan, and you're listening to my podcast series, Finish Strong. Every episode is designed to help leaders in manufacturing and distribution companies because I'm passionate about the success of those. Today, I'm going to share some quick concepts on supply chain, supply matrix, or supply circle. The term supply chain has been around for 40 or 50 years, but the meaning has evolved significantly in the past 30. The recognition of its critical contribution to any manufacturing organization has really only been recognized in the last two years, and that's simply because of crisis. How silly is that? Prior to 1917, most production was craft-oriented, but it was evolving through the Industrial Revolution. In 1917, Henry Ford started up his River Rouge facility that embodied his dream of 100% full vertical integration of the production of cars. He wanted iron ore in one end of the factory and cars coming out the other end. That was one form of supply chain. So when we are talking now strategically about vertical integration, core competencies, we're really having supply chain conversations. And the supply chain experts need to be part of those conversations. As the pendulum swings back and forth between core competencies and vertical integration, we make significant changes in our supply activities, in the processes, in the thinking, in the costs, and certainly in the impact on the world. So those decisions should have supply chain expertise as part of them, not just accounting expertise on where the beans can be maximized. Not all distributors follow the same supply chain logic or model But within distribution, it's much more similar than dissimilar. In manufacturing, it's much more dissimilar than it is similar. In the world of manufacturing, we can go from fairly close to Henry Ford's 100% vertical integration to models where we really don't make anything. We buy components and materials from other people and just do final assembly. That's a very different supply chain model than Henry Ford had with an entirely different set of complexities and financial implications. Most manufacturers started small and grew. And as they grew, they added significant complexity in what they offer, what they buy, and how they produce it. The sourcing decisions were typically find out where we can get it, get them to charge us as little as possible, and start placing orders. And as we grew, 
even as we outgrew the capabilities of those initial suppliers, we would often just struggle with the problems rather than step back and look strategically at what we were creating. And we were creating a supply mush. It's time to turn that into a matrix with some format and some logic and then determine what's the right long-term solution. So typically, supply chain is a linear concept where there are a group of companies, automotive suppliers supply to automobile manufacturers who supply to privately held distributors, captive audiences, and then there's a resale market. That's a what I will call a typical supply chain environment. But look at almost any other industry in manufacturing. Pick the 10 top components. Who do we buy them from? Probably more than one approved supplier. Then those suppliers also have multiple plants. And then we look at where their multiple plants get their materials and that multiplies out. It starts to look like an expanding web. And if it hasn't been strategically considered, it starts looking like mush. And that's where most of us are. So we need to step back and say, how do we tighten this up? How do we even know where things come from? Let's get our arms around that. Turn it into a matrix so it's not just mush, but rather a, a reflection of actual purchasing relationships at this point, and it will look like a complicated matrix. Let's understand what we have, and then let's see if the matrix approach is in fact the right one for our company's success, the success of our employees, consumers, suppliers, investors, and our community at large. And then there's sustainability. No matter what kind of supply chain we've had, we typically say, when it's gone from me, disposition, environmental issues are your problem. That's no longer acceptable. Dropping everything at every company-to-company -company transaction is no longer a responsible way to run a manufacturing company. So the circular supply chain is under discussion. So is that that automotive supply chain where we somehow take the finished car and the used car that's ready to be turned into scrap and take it back to the component manufacturers and have them figure out what to do with it? This isn't an easy problem to solve. It's easier to solve there than in one of these matrix or mush type strategic environments for supply. So what are your company's objectives and goals? What are you good at? What kinds of industry experts do you have that you can rely on to get good input? These decisions are not best made by somebody sitting in their office alone. There is a lot of variables to consider. So is it a supply chain? Is it a supply matrix? It is, a, is it a supply circle? Or is it going to be mush until the day you retire? Clearly, that's no way to live. We have to step back and think about this supply process.
We blew it last time. Let's not blow it again. So how are we going to get started? Well, as always, you want to start by understanding where you are and what you have now. Take a large piece of paper and lay out at a very high level, 60,000 feet, what you think your supply chain, I'll call it, looks like now. Generically, where do things come from? Is it from hundreds or thousands of suppliers in hundreds of countries? Or do you only get a handful of things from a few places? And then look at the distribution network leaving you, your customer and your customer's customer, where and how your products are used. That will give you an overview of your impression as you start filling in details below that and take it from 60,000 feet to 10,000 to 5,000, you'll discover how right or how wrong you really were. Then you can begin to understand the challenge and see the weaknesses. At that point, you can look strategically to say what should this look like that's consistent with our objectives, our values, and the potential for us enduring as a value-adding organization for decades and decades to come. Disciplined follow-up is crucial. You must finish strong. <laughs>